Welcome to Daily Drive. For Wednesday, April 12th, 2023, I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. And I'm Callan Walker. Today on the show, the EPA proposes its strictest ever vehicle emissions limits. Tesla's growth slows as competition edges in, and Capital One stops car dealer floor plan lending. Plus, we'll hear from Hyundai's Olabisi Boyle, who talks about the automaker's growing service to help customers become more energy independent. This entire electrification journey is, I say take the village, but an ecosystem, right? And so now, how can we use that to benefit consumers that want that opportunity? Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Today, the EPA unveiled its strictest ever limits on vehicle tailpipe pollution. It's a move that could spur greater sales of electric vehicles in the U.S. The proposed vehicle emission standards cover the 2027 through 2032 model years for light and medium-duty vehicles. Coupled with federal incentives and other investments, they could accelerate the ongoing transition to EVs, while clamping down on harmful pollutants in the transportation sector. Transportation is the nation's largest source of greenhouse gas emissions and a main cause of air pollution. The EPA projects that under the proposal, EVs could make up 67% of new light-duty vehicle sales and 46% of medium-duty vehicle sales in the 2032 model year. Through 2055, the EPA projects the proposed standards for light, medium, and heavy-duty vehicles would prevent nearly 10 billion tons of CO2 emissions. For a little context, the U.S. is estimated to emit about 5 billion tons each year. Tesla's growth cooled in January and February. That's according to new vehicle registration data. Tesla's share of the EV market fell sharply from 2022 despite price cuts and a new round of federal tax incentives that favor its U.S.-made vehicles. Tesla had about 96,000 new U.S. registrations for the two months. That's a 35% increase over January-February 2022. But it's just a 3.7% increase from November and December, when it had about 92,000 according to Experian data. Tesla's deepest price cuts happen in mid-January. Tesla is still the dominant EV player by far, but the competitive landscape is changing. Tesla's EV market share fell to 58% in January and February of 2023 from 72% a year earlier. Registration data shows non-Tesla new EV registrations rising more than 150%. Chevrolet and Volkswagen have seen their EV market share grow thanks to increased production of more affordable vehicles such as the Chevy Bolt and VW ID.4. Capital One has decided to stop offering floor plane lending to its auto dealer customers. A Capital One spokesperson tells us at Automotive News that the company will be winding down that work this year. The spokesperson says the move away from inventory financing has no impact on the company's auto lending business. On its website, Capital One said the dealer services business was dedicated to new franchise car dealers with floor plan needs of $5 million to more than $100 million. The bank has more than 25 years of experience in the automotive industry and lists floor plan monitoring and tracking software among its dealer services products. Capital One says floor plan lending comprised about 1% of its commercial bank business and was, quote, 
not core to the long-term priorities of our commercial bank. An EV brand Polestar has unveiled a certified pre-owned program to help drive business to its product-starved retailers. The program launches as the first Polestar 2 electric sedans are coming off their 36-month leases. Polestar North America CEO Gregor Hembro called the CPO program a coming-of-age moment for the Swedish brand, which launched its first and only mass-market model nearly three years ago. And those are today's headlines. Jamie, the EPA unveiled some really strict emissions limits. What does this all mean, friend? <laughs> you know, EVs are the big trend. We talk about them here every day. We've seen the carrot. Here comes the stick. Mm. You know, the federal government's been offering incentives on EVs. You know, of course, changing rules and all that. But, you know, thirty-seven fifty or $7,500 toward an EV, that's a big incentive. That's a big driver to make people want to buy them. But here's the other end where they're going to make it much harder for the automakers to sell vehicles that aren't electric, vehicles that continue to burn gas and don't get super efficient mileage. One thing that makes me a little nervous here, you know, the Biden administration's goal was 50% EVs by 2030. They got most of the automakers to agree to a target of around 40 to 50%. And here we are talking about 67% as soon as model year 2032. So that seems like a big challenge. We'll see if they manage to overshoot the 2030 targets or we just see a super rapid adoption after that. We'll see how that all turns out. Interesting. Coming up, Hyundai's Olabisi Boyle joins the show. That's next on Daily Drive. Hi, I'm Pete Bigelow, host of Shift, a podcast about mobility from Automotive News. Each week, I bring you a conversation with leaders who are on the cutting edge of transportation, like this one with consultant and strategist Salika Josiah Talbot. The technologists are forcing themselves in a space that they shouldn't be. And I think the social scientists and politicians are falling down on the job. To hear more about the new technology and policy reshaping the way people and goods move around, join me on Shift. New episodes each Sunday on autonews.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters with Kellen Walker. At last week's New York Auto Show, Kellen and I recorded the podcast from the Hyundai home. It's a demonstration of solar storage and charging capabilities. Not that Hyundai is trying to sell solar panels, but it is trying to help its EV buyers figure out what might work for them. I asked Ola B.C. Boyle, Hyundai Motor North America Vice President of Product Planning and Mobility Strategy, about the concept. Here's what she had to say. I want to ask you about Hyundai Home. If you have natural gas coming to your home, like for heat, could you make hydrogen there or could you produce, uh, could you have a fuel cell that would use, isn't there a natural gas connection or is that only, it has to be like methane? I so a couple of things, right? We also talked, maybe if we do hydrogen, you do in heavy duty trucks, not passenger trucks. Sure. And that's most likely, you know, you're not going to have a heavy duty truck usually at your home. It depends on what neighborhood you live in. I don't know, James. But the, um... <laughs> Uh, what I would say that the, the idea between Hyundai Home was actually to address a different problem. It's actually to address, and I'll talk a little bit about infrastructure. But the idea with Hyundai Home was I get an EV and some people are early adopters of EV. They know I need a charger. Maybe I want a level two charger. Maybe I want a 350 kilowatt charger. If you, I guess we can do it. And um, they understand that. And then some people are like, I needed a charger. 
and, and not this is not to make fun of anybody. But it's literally, just, that's you have customers that they, they, they well, want to buy an EV and then they well, they don't know. I'm at, they, I don't maybe they don't know. I need a level two charger, right? Maybe you're just going to charge from your just plug in exactly. And by the way, how much is that going to cost me? And what kind of expense is that going to be for me? So from a Hyundai home perspective, the idea is. I think we've done a good job coming with the technology to launch in your first year and win, you know, World Car of the Year, launches the second year off the same platform and win World Car of the Year again with INX5 and INX6. The idea was there's education and awareness when we move from early adopters to mainstream. And again, to get to our goals in 2030, you're going to have to accommodate mainstream. And so maybe there's an opportunity here to say, with an energy advisor, I can tell you this is how much a charger cost. And by the way, this is the installation for your particular home. And I have someone that I've checked out as a good installer and you can trust this person. Then there's, you want to um, bring solar because maybe that's what, how you want to get the electricity to, to your, and then now maybe I want battery storage for when it goes out. And maybe eventually one day I want to sell it back to the grid and somehow make some money. And I need an energy visor because I just don't know about, and by the way, maybe there's specific incentives in Allentown, Pennsylvania, that's specific to you, that if you do this, you know, you get this much of your taxes and someone leads you through that process because this entire electrification journey is, I say it takes a village, but an ecosystem, right? And so now how can we use that to benefit consumers that want that opportunity? We're not just looking at that. So there's Hyundai Home. There was Electrify America for if you want to do it out of home. And because we launched the EGMP platform on that 800 volt architecture, which was really unique, it brings, I mean, you have it in things like Porsches, but you don't have it in maybe mainstream vehicles, democratizing that technology. Now you're bringing that, I can charge 10 to 80% in 18 minutes, faster than your iPhone, right? So even if I do that Electrify America, when I can get my 350 kilowatt charger, or I do it at home, I can, if that's a way that I can get that connected, it's how do we bring Electrify America? How do we bring Hyundai Home to help you be able to do this at home, but you don't know all about it? And I'll have someone walk you through the process. Is it a Hyundai person or you work, you work with partners? Yeah. So Electrum, Electrum. You, you don't make your own solar. Panels. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, and, and so we've got partners, but the other thing that we did is we didn't want like one partner goes out of business or something like that. So we have multiple partners. You know, we'll do that with chargers. We have multiple partners with the solar panels and with the battery storage, right? Then we're also bringing our dealers into it because our, some of our dealers have found really good installers. So when we know they're good installers, we'll bring them onto Hyundai Home as well. So between Electrify America for out of home, Hyundai Home is like in home. Then from an infrastructure perspective, we want to look at, because all of this is needed for the electrification journey. It's not only just coming correct with the technology. And so from an infrastructure opportunity, maybe we can work with dealers that have, if they live in a, in a maybe not New York City, but in, in, in they have a dealership with a lot of real estate, maybe we can do work with them to pair them up with a partner in traditional oil company to build infrastructure for EV or maybe hydrogen mm. on that. Is that a possibility? We have in Korea our EPIT stations, which is an, uh, kind of a, a, a network for Hyundai to have people charge their vehicles battery EV. Mm. Is that something maybe we can maybe look at in, in the States, right? Mm -hmm. Are there in urban environments? What if we could set up where you kind of Airbnb your electricity? So I have a, a brownstone. I work with a company that uh, has a charger that is right in front of my house. Mm -hmm. And then Jamie's in town for the auto show and he needs to charge his EV. He does it. Maybe the brownstone owner gets a cut. 
and the company gets a cut. Mm -hmm. And then we build those to try to have them in urban environment. Hmm. But we're working on all those avenues from an infrastructure mm -hmm. standpoint, from the in-home with Hyundai Home, and then from the out-of-home with Electrify America and maybe others as we go forward. But all of that is needed to accompany the great EVs like Ionic 5 and 6. Interesting to me is that you know, you're the only company other than Tesla that's really tried to incorporate solar and home storage, right? Am, mm. I, am I wrong about that? I know I Tesla think has it. Tesla's yeah. been doing it. I, I, I think Ford it. has something with Sunrun or something okay. like that. Yeah. It feels more like a fully baked concept. <laughs> Maybe it's just because we see the Hyundai home uh, out on the show floors and all that. But And you mentioned today in the Kona press conference about it's in place in 43 states. Yeah, because both with Hyundai Home and Evolve Plus and the subscription side, one of the things that I want to do, which I, I really value when you work with a traditional company and you're just when you work with a traditional company, is that we're really taking the time to do the due diligence and incorporating the partnership with the dealers, right? So we spent all last year, like sort of working through the kinks of what could happen with this, both with Evolve Plus and with Hyundai Home. And so this year now is the year to scale it. So we're at the point with Hyundai Home that we can get it to 43 states. That's where you have partners. You're right, exactly. Where you, okay. exactly. Michigan, one of them? I'll get back on the exact state because I, I, I have the whole I was looking on the website. I yeah. can't see it right away. I, I have the list of all of them. I just have, don't have the 43 committees. Yeah. All right. You probably have other things on your mind. <laughs> no, it's important <laughs> to me, but I got good people and they'll give me the list immediately. Okay. So is there an average cost? What's the upfront? I mean, I feel like with the charger, yeah. right? I mean, I think you can still get a tax credit. Yeah. Right, well, to kind so of the charger in general, in general, right? You know, the charger is probably like seven. 49, 750 in that range, but the installation. The installation now, some yeah. people, you know, like maybe I have to go from your house all the way to the street or whatever it is, and then the, the cost is different, right? So it depends on that. And that's why you want that energy advisor or the right. installer and that piece of it. But 749 for the charger. Okay. Probably, let's say in general, I wanted to get charger, solar panels, battery storage. I'm just going to go all yeah, yeah. out. All in. Um, full pack, full boat. In a little bit, and this, it depends on the size of your house and all that. Yep. But let's say it's it's 60K, right? Okay. But there's incentives that'll let you take off about, I think it's about uh, 20, what do we, about 26 to 30% okay. off that. So you're going to have it subsidized to a degree, degree. And then depending on which particular state you right. live in, there might be additional subsidies. And that's why we want that energy advisor to get that. Right. But the thing is, you might have a savings over the long term because maybe now you set your house up to be in a position to sell back energy to the grid or, even or to, to generate and not pay for it. You know, and then you're on your golden. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Very and so we feel like getting into this now as the EV journey is, is starting to mm -hmm. sort of accelerate, mm -hmm. you need that piece in conjunction with the actual vehicle, which we've done a great job on the vehicle, but I'm by it. Is it? <laughs> well, and uh, apparently the world car judges agree with you. I agree with them. Yeah. So it's all about facilitating and, yeah, getting that ecosystem for people. Is it something now that you have, now that you scaled it up more, that maybe you'll start promoting beyond auto shows? Is there a advertising component that yeah so so what we wanted to do we didn't want it till we expanded out to the all the states mm -hmm. and so we're going to you're going to start seeing more advertising kind of on a tier one level yeah. for it now cool yeah all right well it was great to see you yeah. thank you for taking the time to meet with me today. thank you thank you that's daily drive for today i'm jamie butters and i'm kellen walker thanks to automotive news coordinating producer jake near as well as our own audrey laforest Lawrence Iliff, Gail Howe, and Urvash Kakaria for their help on today's podcast. You can get the latest news on manufacturing, 
new tailpipe emission standards, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Come back tomorrow for a conversation with Upstream Securities' Shira Sarid Hauserer on some surprising EV security vulnerabilities. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.